Hi everyone, it's your pals, Scott and Adam, and we're back for another episode. Cue the intro. If you're older, what would it be like to see the world today through your 15-year-old lens? And if you're younger, what would it be like to see the world through your dad's eyes? This is Conversations Across Generations. How do different generations see current events, new technology, and trends? This show will show different views from differing perspectives and shed some light into the mind of how these things affect each age group. One of the most unique podcasts on the internet. Conversations Across Generations. And now, here are your hosts, Scott and Adam Resnick. Pog Champ. I love that. It is so cool. And yes. I think they're right. We are one of the most unique podcasts yes. available on the internet. Don't you agree with that? Well, I am the most unique person on the internet, so yes. Unique. Okay, we'll go with that. Unique. So, how was your uh, your week or so since our last podcast? Uh, it was good. Yeah? Yeah. Anything new in school? I know we spent a lot of time, our whole last podcast, on school. Uh, no, not really. Report cards, right? Yeah. How'd you do? I did pretty good. Yeah. you. It's a good thing you take some classes that give you easy hundreds, right? Mm, no. <laughs> anyway, so on today's episode, I figured we'd dive into something that I find uh, very odd. And that's the 24-hour constant bombardment of the news cycle. Please elaborate. Well, when I was a kid, when I was your age, um, there was CNN. CNN had just started, but unless you had cable, you didn't really hear much about CNN. And there wasn't the internet, and there wasn't tweeting, and there wasn't Facebook and everything else where you're constantly bombarded by uh, CNN and, and everything else. So... What uh, what we had to rely on was the uh, evening news. The evening what, news. The 5 o'clock news? Uh, the 5 o'clock, 7 o'clock, I don't remember what time it was, but it was the evening news on like CBS or NBC or ABC. That's where we got all our news from pretty much. And then, of course, reading, you know, newspapers. Actually picking up a newspaper. Well, I'm kind of the same way. I get my news from Twitter. Yeah, see, that's the problem. Kind of like a newspaper. Yeah, no, not at all. (laughs) So, what I wanted to kind of get into a little bit is uh, see how the constant bombardment of news affects you as a adolescent, teenage, young man. You know, how is it to constantly be bombarded with, you know, late-breaking news, and it's really the same thing that's been talked about for the last, I don't know, three or four days, just different ways of talking about it do you you ever feel overwhelmed by the news and overwhelmed by what you're reading and and maybe seeing it coming at you three or four different ways um hmm. i don't i like getting the news i like being up to date and what's going on with you know politics and everything i like knowing you know when something happens so I can, you know, discuss it with my friends. I like being able to, you know, 
you know, talking discussions, get into discussions with, you know, you or someone else? Well, keeping politics out of it, do you find it overwhelming? Do you find that sometimes you get one story and then a minute later on another source you get something completely different but claiming to be the same story? Well, that's the news. So, I mean, I find that crazy. I mean, we used to be able to rely on the news. So when we would get a news report at night, that was the news. It was just facts. It was comforting. It was factual. And then you really had to wait till either the morning newspaper or until the next night to find out what else is going on. Well, I kind of, I mean, you know, me, I get my news from Twitter. You, you see an article... The article in itself is not biased, but then, you know, you look at the comments or you, you know, you know, you look into, you know, other people who report the thing and then it starts to get biased and, you know, you start getting different viewpoints on everything. Well, yeah, I think that's really problematic because, uh, especially over the last few years, you know, there's been a lot of, uh, let's face it, without getting political and, and uh, going down that rabbit hole, depending Uh-oh. on... Depending on, you know, which news source you watch, you see things taken very differently. And, and then how that comes across to the youth of America, I, I told you, I think, especially over the last year and a half or so, I feel like the constant bombardment of news has really had a, a troubling effect on, on, you know, the way you react to certain things. I think you get caught up in in certain things and you know i find it disturbing i kind of long for watching the evening news and finding out what was going on and then getting a break from it um i guess you're right in that sense i mean i'm a you know i'm outspoken about my opinions you know if i read something you know if i read an article or if i learn something that i don't agree with you know i tend to voice my views to you and then we have discussions on it. Yeah, and sometimes it's not just me. And that I think that's what one of the problems is. I mean, we have um, really a society of people that are just overwhelmed with information. It goes beyond even the news. I mean, you know, you never would have been able to know what somebody on the other side of the world was thinking about something uh, in the 80s. You know, today... Uh, somebody that has nothing to do with you or anybody else from across the ocean can share their thoughts and opinions and you know almost make it fact in the way that it's presented yeah that that is true there are lots of people who like to you know do stuff like that online and i mean it's what we're doing right with a podcast i mean we're kind of putting ourselves out there same thing you wouldn't have been able to do this in the past so I think, you know, in, in some cases it can be uh, very productive. But then, you know, I take a look. I was reading an article when I was kind of researching this subject on how Europe handles things like, say, a mass shooting compared to us. Now, obviously, there's no good way to present the news when, you know, there's a tragic event like that. But if you look at the way here in America we handle it uh, from a news cycle perspective, there's a lot of focus on the person who committed the crime and a lot less focus on those that were the victims of the crime. And this article was, was pretty interesting. It was written um, from the perspective of a psychologist on how 
that almost encourages people to commit certain crimes. Now, I don't want to get into that because that, again, is another rabbit hole. But in Europe... get canceled on Twitter. Well, in Europe, what they do is focus a lot more on the crime scene. So where we shy away from, say, showing pictures of a gruesome crime scene and the, the people that were hurt, maybe, you know, the bodies, the bullets, the... Um, destroyed buildings, whatever they may be. In Europe, they actually show that, and then they focus a lot on the victims. Very little attention is given to those that commit the crime. Where here, and, and this is maybe changing a little bit, but here it's still a very big focus on who committed the crime. So the, um, you know, the entire news cycle, the entire news... Um, program it's just really focused on promoting things almost it's almost promotional it's almost like how can we get more viewers constantly how how can we um go ahead and and garner attention for whatever maybe willing to get somebody to to look at the news or to tune to that channel or click the link um I guess, yeah, I agree. You know, news sources, <clears throat> I feel like that the news will always, instead of just reporting the story, they'll, they, there's always some, you know, hidden, you know, thing in it about, you know, it's, they, they tie everything back to politics, you know, they'll say, you know, one side did this, one side did that, and, you know, that's what I think is, you know, excessive. I think we should just talk about the situation, you know, shootings, for example, I think it shouldn't be about, you know, political sides. I think it should be about the shooting. Like, you look, these um, these shootings are, are, you know, they're politicized. They're used as political tools and, you know, in arguments and stuff. And I feel like that that should not be that. I tend to agree with you. So, like I was saying, I, I really do agree. I think that the crimes, especially, you know, those, those are big draws for the media, um, a lot less focus on the person that committed the crime and more focus on the actual crime itself and the uh, victims is something that is really important. And I'd like to see that change. I'd like to see the whole thing change. I mean, you know, I'm guilty of it too. I listened to really the three major uh, 24-hour news channels in my car when I'm on the road for work. I listen to all three of them, and, I mean, it's it's crazy how all three are so slanted differently, even on the same story. And again, without getting into politics, I just find it um, pretty amazing that there can be that much of a difference in how a story is reported. And I imagine for you, as somebody that's developing your own, and, and boy, do you have them, your own opinions and thoughts on things it could be somewhat confusing. Like, I know, you know, there's been a lot of events recently that were troubling, and that had to be confusing. So how do you like to separate fact from fiction when you're reading things? Well, I I think for myself, I read an article, you know, I, I read it from different viewpoints, you know, Twitter, of course, I look in the comments, I see what people have to say, and I form my own opinions, 
based on that. If it's an article, you know, you know, saying, you know, if it's about a certain thing, I, I, you know, do my research about it, and I then I form my opinion. I don't form my opinion, you know, before even reading it. Just looking at the title, I'm like, oh yeah, you know, this is bad or this is good. No, I read it first. So the whole comment thing. I'll be honest. I don't like to read comments because. I think people are generally out of their minds at this point. And again, one extreme to the other, it doesn't really matter. There's people that are out of their minds. So when you're reading those comments, are, are you thinking what the heck is wrong with people? Or do you find some of the comments to be helpful? I mean, you know, I, I always, I almost wonder the people that actually comment on certain things and put themselves out there, like where is you know, the inner voice that says, don't do that. Well, you know, I look at it from a comedic standpoint. I think it's funny to see, you know, a, uh, you know, a lunatic, you know, comment out there, you know, you're just, you know, something dumb. But, you know, then again, it is scary that some people, you know, actually think certain things, you know. And <clears throat> I think there needs to be, you know, I think, yeah, I think you're right there, you know. There needs to be something in their mind that tells them maybe this isn't the right idea to post this. So how do I, as a parent, know how to set boundaries for what what you see and hear and you know ultimately think based on that? Like, what's fair? Where is there? Where is it fair? Do you think in your mind for me to say, okay, I don't want you on that source anymore, or I don't want you commenting on that, or you know, I appreciate you trying to form your own opinion, but that opinion doesn't work for who we are in this house. You know, we've had this discussion because sometimes I don't agree with what you think, and I think you know, you can. You know, deter me from, you know, reading certain news sources or, you know, tell me to read, you know, certain things. But in the end, you know, unless you place restrictions on my phone, you know, I can really read anything I want, you know. <clears throat> um, I tend, I, I don't, you know, uh, we, we have arguments sometimes, you know, over certain stuff. We do. But in the end, you know, I'm kind of, you know, we're kind of similar in the way we think, even though we will sometimes have our arguments about certain stuff. But I just think that that's, you know, normal. I think every, I think every, you know, father-son relationship, they have different viewpoints on stuff. So, at, at what point do you find yourself saying, okay, I need a break and, and shutting that stuff off? Does it ever happen? Or do you constantly live for that feed of information? Um, hmm. I, I, I do have a problem with, you know, like constantly want, wanting to try to, you know, constantly read the news and constantly get information you know, I try to, you know, distance myself from it sometimes, but, you know, um, it's like I, I want the information, like I need it. So it's almost like an addiction to that constant yeah. feed of information. Do you ever look at your phone if, say, you haven't gotten some kind of alert in, I don't know, half hour and wonder if it's broken? I don't go based off alerts. I, I'm constantly checking Twitter, though. Like, throughout the school day, like, I'll open up Twitter and, like, 
you know, I, I look on the trending page, and that's where I get most of my information. So I'm not a big Twitter person, although we do have a uh, a Twitter feed for the podcast. It's at the CAG podcast. So a little plug we'll follow there. Follow it. Follow it. Not much on there now, but we'll get stuff up. But so, what is the trending page? Like, walk me through that. What, what you go on to Twitter? What is it that you're looking for? And then you know, how do you go about getting your information? So you go on Twitter, you have your feed, and then there's the trending page. The trending page is whatever people are talking most about on Twitter. Most of the time, it's news. Other times, it can be just, you know, funny stuff. But I tend to look at the news side. Like, when I see, you know, a trend with politics with the news, I'll tend to read that the most. That's what I tend to look at the most on Twitter. And then you basically get your news from there. Do you use any other? Do you go any any news apps or anything, or it's strictly Twitter? Um, I tend to not use the news apps as much. And is that, do you think that's the same for your friends and peers? Is that kind of the, the way you guys go about getting your information? I think for most of my friends, yeah, that's how they get their information. What about, like, Instagram or Facebook or... Uh, well, I don't think anyone uses Facebook anymore. Hey, I use honest. Facebook. But um, Instagram's not really a place for news. Snapchat's definitely not a place for news. It's really just Twitter. That's where you get most of your news on social media. What about TikTok? Are you TikToking the news away? I don't have a TikTok account. I don't plan on using TikTok, no. Do your friends? Yes. So what makes you not want to be on the TikTok-verse? Mm-hmm. I, I just don't like it. It, it creeps me out. <laughs> seen a bunch of people dancing the same move it that it make it really creeps me out and I, I find that really weird yeah let, let's transition to that for for just a few minutes before we wrap up the podcast uh i think it's hysterical when we're in in a, a restaurant a few times that we are these days or or at a store and we see people walking down the aisle just randomly doing a dance and, and i think it's it's weird and i think that it's a problem yeah so it's interesting because you think that's a problem, but you don't think the attachment to the constant feed of news and Twitter and everything else is a problem. So where is the line between, you know... The thing is, these, you know, these people who constantly do these dances, they, you know, they're doing it because they see these, you know, there's, I think, you know, there's over 100 million people on the app, you know, and... There's, like, the five people who get famous off of it and who can actually make a living on it. And all these girls, they, you know, do derogatory dances and stuff, and, you know, they think they can get famous off of it, and they think that, that that's how, you know, they, they you know, don't treat them, themselves the right way. That's interesting. It's interesting. Maybe that's a, a whole podcast in and of itself. We can dig into social media and the effects that that has on... Uh, your generation versus mine. That might be a good topic maybe for the next one. What do you think? All right. All right. So we got our next topic then. That's great. So we're about 20 minutes in. I really want to keep these podcasts somewhere around there. I'd love to hear your final thoughts on, uh, you know, the constant bombardment of news, you know, how that's affected you and, and um, you know, just kind of tie it up for us. Do you, do you feel that this is the same for your friends or are you guys all the same way? So when something pops up on Twitter, do you find you're talking to your friends about it, or do you think you're a little more invested in this than maybe the average 15-year-old? 
Well, I think I'm definitely, you know, more invested in the average 15-year-old. But me and my friends, you know, we have group chats where we'll just send, like, you know, certain Twitter topics. You know, we'll discuss it. Me and my friends will follow each other on Twitter. We all comment and reply to each other. You know, we do funny stuff like that. But we're also serious with it. We also, you know, look for politics. Like, we get our news. We eat politics. You know, we discuss our political opinions together. Interesting. So I think that's one of the big disconnects between, uh, you know, my generation when I was your age and, and your generation today. Uh, we didn't have time for that stuff. We were out socializing, and, and I think all this has changed really just the general socialization of society, and that might be a great topic for another one. Um, you know, I, I hate the constant feed of information, and, and very much like you, I'm kind of caught up in it. You know, I definitely need it, um, need to keep up with things. I, I check the news, and uh, but I don't want it. In other words, I, I wish that almost it wasn't available to me. I feel like that would give me back something. Not really sure what it is, but I feel like it would give me back something. So, very interesting take. Uh, hope the... Uh, the folks out there that are listening to us enjoyed this take. Definitely uh, subscribe, keep listening, send comments, send ideas for future shows for us. We would absolutely love to include your ideas in what we do. I know Adam and I are both having a great time doing this and looking forward to doing many more episodes. Any parting words, Adam? Um, follow us on Twitter. There you go. Let's cue the outro. You've been listening to Conversations Across Generations. How do different generations see certain things differently? Current events, new technology, trends. We show different views from differing perspectives and shed light into the mind of how these things affect different age groups. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from the show, and we hope you had fun too. We know we did. We'll be back soon, but in the meantime... Hook up with us on Twitter at the CAG Podcast. Send us an email at thecagpodcast at gmail.com. And make sure to like, rate, and review the show. Till next time, this is Conversations Across Generations.